check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. On this episode, we'll take a look back at the Holy Cross victory. We'll look ahead to the West Virginia matchup, and we'll have an interview with the head student manager, Aiden Mansfield. Guys, how are your respective weeks? Uh, mine was good. Uh, just watch this. I went to the Holy Cross game, so it was, uh, it was it was good. It's basically all I did this week, this weekend. I set up for Christmas, decorated the house. You know that kind of good uh, husbandly duties and that kind of good stuff. It's much much more eventful than Nick, who just sat on his couch until the game came, went to the game, and came back. Tim, what'd you do? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much uh, same thing. My daughter uh, was very excited about setting up all the uh, deca- decorations outside. But I feel like anyone who does outside decorations themselves, if you don't like draw up a um, a breakdown of like how the plugs are supposed to like feed to each other, each and every time you actually go to do it, it's pure chaos. And then it's just you and your spouse yelling at each other about what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know how you guys ha- how you guys handle it, but it's like always chaos. Uh, you can track what do you got what are you saying no i have we i have them all run through one like plug kind of like an extension splitter kind of thing so it works it works we have two sides so it, kind of, it depends how many wires you have yeah. actually and last year i i kind of forgot what i was doing uh and i lined up put the whole front of the house up you know great connected all of them and then plugged them in on one single plug with my lights on the porch and completely blew the fuse a hundred percent. Uh, so that was, that was, that was you, you just full dumb. Christmas. That was, uh... that was, yeah. Christmas vacation style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it, it was bad. It was bad. It was, it was, it was a rookie move to be honest. I was trying to just do it quickly, but. Funny, um, that's like me this weekend. I was like, I'm going to do it on before the rain on Sunday, get the ladder, get, go to Vince's house, get the ladder. Realized I can't fit in my car, so I have to drive the trunk open, holding it with the back of my arm as I drove back to my house. And uh, luckily, it was fun. And, and then I get up. And as soon as I get back, it's already raining. But now I'm committed to it, so I'm just going to put the lights up in the rain. So then put the lights up in the, in the pouring rain. So that was fun. And last year, I did it in the snow. So I'm great at this picking days. I'm really good at picking days to put yeah, up you, Christmas You, you got to do a better I job. Pick the hardest possible day. We didn't uh, we didn't get out this past weekend, but we started doing it. We got some of it done, but we didn't get it all done. And then now it's freezing, and we're trying to you know get it in when it's cold. We're hoping for a little bit of a warm front we can finish up. But um, anyway, let's talk St. John's basketball because this Holy Cross matchup, this is the team we were looking for, right? I mean, ninety-one to forty-five, a dominant victory in every aspect of the word. No double-digit scorers for Holy Cross. Now it's a Holy Cross. I, I understand it's a game you're supposed to win, but how many times have we seen games where we were supposed to win uh, end up the other way? And I think kudos to the fans because this is another sellout at Carneseca. Yeah, I mean we've had some great early success in terms of ticket sales and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of still like the buzz is still around, even though it's Holy Cross. Um, Kevin Durant at the game. It was a good night for it too. Saturday night. Is always a good night for a basketball game. It was loud. It's always loud in the car second, but especially when it was a packed crowd and Kevin Durant was there, people were buzzing. I I remember it, like all of a sudden everybody just started, started hearing everybody like, oh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> started... yeah. Steve Kornacki of uh, MSNBC at, also at the game. Random, not not nearly as famous hmm. as Kevin Durant, but he's, yeah. Yeah, he's famous uh, for his khaki pants. You can tell you that much. Uh, student section was a little, uh, little light. It was Thanksgiving weekend. To be fair, yeah, it's it's still a they, sellout, they have they have still dorms. They can they can stay and come. It's not a full commuter school anymore. It's not like the freaking eighties and nineties of commuting. It's there's people there. It's not a lot. It's the Saturday Chuck, Chuck, Thanksgiving. Almost yeah, everybody's even home. a lot of the people that dorm there. They live in like Long Island. They go back home. Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, everybody goes on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Usually it's the people's first time home for college. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little yeah. bit about the numbers. Joel Soriano, as if we need mention him at all. 16 points, naturally. Six rebounds. Another good day for him. No double-double, though. A little surprising. Uh, in terms of other double-digit scores, Ledlam, Dingle, 
Who else? Luis off the bench with double digits. Just, you know, I, I know I say it kind of jokingly, but this really is the team we expected walking into this season, right? This is, I think, the kind of performances we expected, not only against the Holy Crosses, but as this team got hyped up, we were expecting, okay, this is that we're going to walk on the court and we're going to be an automatic contender in every game. Yeah. I mean, you can see, I mean, the def- I think the one takeaway from this, because look, it's, it's obviously Holy Cross, so you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But I felt the defense played better. I think um, there was from the beginning of the second half until 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes of the second half, Holy Cross scored four points. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's now, they were missing shots, but they were the team looked a lot more connected on defense and all that good stuff. So they, and they held them under fifty points. That's pretty good. You know, we would definitely take that even against a team like Holy Cross because, yeah. as you said, there's many games where even against lesser opponents we've given up more points. So so that was good to see. I thought that was very good to see. Um, see, uh, the other thing I think the other big takeaway for me was R.J. Lewis, who uh, looked very good, and apparently he said he was only forty percent and. Uh, Rick Pitino said he didn't even hit his full potential yet. He didn't think he had that great of a game. Or he had a good game, but he's still rusty. So if he's rusty like that, that's that's a, that's a great for us. Yeah. From the field, 14 points. If that's rusty, we'll take him for sure. Uh, 13 people scored for St. John's. So the yeah. defense was great, but the offense too. You know, we, we kind of dominated in, in on every side of the ball here. We had tons yeah. of guys going in and out of all game, and we had – allowed Soriano to not be in the entire second half, which is almost the entire second half, which is, you know, great. We were putting our, our hands in the, uh, the passing lanes a lot. There was a lot of tips. There was uh, 14 steals, 20 turnovers by them. I mean, that's the the kind of defensive effort that Patino talks about. Um, so it looked a lot better in the second, especially the second half. And RJ Luis uh, definitely plays very lanky. I, I feel like that's the best way to describe it. He will take a step, but his reach is really far. And he's he did about two layups where he took one step from the free throw line and it was like his fingers were touching the backboard at that point. So I think it would be nice to have, um, have him possibly starting for the WVU game because uh, Ledlam is apparently fighting a sick uh, little illness. So... We might be able to see uh, his first start of the season too. So, hopefully, exciting things for come. Hopefully, he gets back to a hundred percent because you know, like we said, if this is forty percent, when he's at a hundred percent, our offense could be even that much better. All right, I know it's only one game, but we'll do a spotlight player of the week. Uh, oh boy, you know I've been really let down this season. I got to be honest with the with the lead in. Whoever I've introed first has really dropped the ball. But you know what? I'm going to give Nick a shot here. I'm going to give him a chance to come through with a great selection. Nick, who do you got? Spotlight player of the week. I'm going to go with the the easy and obvious pick, RJ Luis, because he came off the bench, had 14 points. Buzz was around him. He delivered. And even Patina said, like you guys said, he's only 40%. Didn't even have his full potential. So a lot to look forward to. Nick, just spectacular. Just everything I hoped for. In an answer, I've been working I, I, on Craig it. And, Craig and Tim, because of how bad your answers have been, you guys will wait. I will now go second. RJ Luis, absolutely spotlight player of the week. Fifty percent from the field, fourteen points in his in his you know his debut. Four rebounds, three steals. I I don't I know I know who Craig's gonna vote for. I know who Tim's gonna vote for, but it doesn't matter because they're both wrong, right? Nick said they're both wrong. I mean, I don't right, know who Craig. they're gonna pick. That's, that's exactly. really awkward if I'm really wrong because I'm picking R.J. Luis. Oh, Tim coming with the surprise. Like I said, Craig is absolutely wrong. Tim, <laughs> tell us why it's R.J. Luis. Watching him play, and especially knowing that uh, he's just coming back from that wrist injury, I think putting up 14, looking comfortable being back that quick, and playing 16 minutes, put up 14 points with three steals. Just that's, a, say, that's, that's pretty damn good uh, statistics right there for that amount of time. It's a good statistic. But you know it's a better statistic? 16 points in 17 minutes on 8 of 9 shooting and 6 rebounds. You know what that would be? 
the man, the myth, the legend, Joel Soriano. He was just <laughs> they had to take him out because they were come like, on, we can't have Holy Cross hand. We come on, this is unfair. We got to take him out, and he's just they, dominated. They had I, was, to, I was happy uh, to see RJ. But Lewis. he's facing he's facing weak competition. He, fought, he faced Cross. Big Country's son. The it's, guy looked it looked <laughs> like he was playing a rec league game in that jersey. Like he was getting beat red just running up the court. I think yeah. because, because listen, Soriano had a great game as he always does. I think the competition level was too low to give him the honors. And by the way, you lost already. It's three to one. RJ uh, Luis. I have to make a stand. Spotlight the the, whole, player the Holy week. Cross Center looked like Adonis De La Rosa on the sideline when he couldn't play the first year because he was too fat. Hey. Ooh, hey, wow. former Johnny. Bring it, bring it back to good times. My freshman year. <laughs> Put a check next to RJ Luis, Spotlight Player of the Week. We got we got so now we've had three Spotlight Player of the Weeks, right? Because we didn't the first week we didn't do one because it was the intro. Uh so we've had Joel yes. and then we had tied the one week. There was a push. So we've now got Joel Soriano one, RJ Luis one. What a time. Keep track, Craig. I know you don't like it, so you get to keep track, okay? It's your responsibility. Right oh, on your hand so you don't forget it. All right. Now we'll move on to the interview portion of our episode. We want to welcome back head student manager for the St. John's men's basketball team, Aiden Mansfield. All right. So we're here with uh, Aiden Mansfield. He was he is the head manager of the men's basketball team. Uh, we had him on last year, and We've talked to him a couple of times, so if you don't mind, just giving a, another quick intro f- for everybody if they haven't heard you. Yeah, uh, my name is Aiden Mansfield. I'm the head manager. This is my second year in this position, but my third year with the team. Uh, I'm a senior, um, so I started as a sophomore, and then I'm two years under Coach Anderson, and now this is my first year under Coach Patino uh, from Westchester. Um, and yeah, I love St. John's basketball, so that's why. Nice. Yeah. You- do you know what you, uh, since you're a senior now, do you have an idea of what you want to do after? Yeah, yeah. so I uh, thought about it um, a lot, especially the last two years. Um, just like the people I was around, the other graduate assistants the last two years. And the old uh, director of basketball operations, Chris Huey, and then the other two grad assistants, uh, Brendan Taylor and Steve Rudd. Um, they were always kind of just in my ear about like what I wanted to do. <clears throat> and at first I didn't really, I wasn't really sure because like, this was all new to me and I didn't know like you could really do this as like a whole career. I thought it was just like, you just did it for a couple of years and then just, you know, went on with whatever you were doing in school. So um, I definitely want to stay in college basketball, you know, uh, be a graduate assistant. Um, the, nice. Like the kind of niche, I'm not really sure yet, like whether I want to focus. I, I know I don't really want to go into the coaching route. I want to okay. sort of stay on like operations side um, even though I do like enjoy learning more about basketball, um, I feel like my my strengths are in like uh, coordinating things, like planning ahead, because that's kind of like what's been the uh, the tasks that have been given to me over my two, three, or over my three years uh, being with the team. Nice. So you want to be more like an AD kind of front office kind of guy? Yeah, depending probably on like someone like a director of basketball ops. I feel like would suit me. You know, nice. you get to like I'll have all the perks of like being around the team. Um, but you don't really have to worry about like coaching as much, you know. Yeah, you don't have to recruit. Can't recruit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and you still like you have to plan ahead. But I feel like a lot of more of it is like under your control. So like you plan, and like you book all these things. And I don't know. I, that just like my view on it is like you can control more of like how like the success you have instead of like coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we. Got a lot of managers that went on to be GAs, and some have gone on to be in on coaching staffs, and some in the operations yeah. side. So, we got a we got a nice a little proven record on managers. So, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, you can tap into the network and help you help you out yeah, somehow. Yeah. Um, so let's get get down to the the nitty gritty, and let's ask the the questions everybody's been asking, waiting for. Um, so first, we'll get off like we'll we'll talk a little bit more on the manager side, then we'll get to the, the real hard hitting questions. So, um, after at the end of the the Anderson era. Were you worried about your job when Rick Pitino came in? Like, I know because I was on staff when we changed from Lavin to Mullen Mm -hmm. and there was questions whether, you know, managers would be kept and some of our managers were not brought back. Others were brought back. And I was wondering, you know, like, how did that process go? Were you worried? 
you know, tell me all about yeah. it, you know. Um, initially, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried. Not Naturally. For, like, my like job security because I knew like because um coach Van Macon is still there and I knew I had a close relationship with him and I knew he would vouch for me regardless of you know what would happen. So right. I wasn't necessarily worried about like my job security. It was more like my role and like what they would kind of expect of me and like what I was going to do on a day-to-day basis because like this is my first time with a coaching change. Like I was so used to just going in every day and doing like the same things, like a yeah. whole new culture, a whole new culture, a whole new way they operate, just stuff like that. So it was more just like uncertainty on like what I was going to do instead of like if I was going to be brought back or not. Um, but that was, was also, like yeah, I was also a little worried about like just the other managers in general that were coming back because like those guys are like my best friends. Like, yeah. I see them every day, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't know like I just didn't know how many they wanted, like what their like what their view, like what they've heard. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was a little worried for them, and like I wanted everyone to come back, obviously, because like we did a great job last year. But like I just I wouldn't really have a lot of say. I feel like if they were to ask me, like, you know what I mean? So. I was a little worried on that, but it all worked out well. So, did they bring all the managers back, or most of the managers back? Yeah. So the we had three managers or four managers graduate, and okay. everyone else was. Uh, we had a meeting. Everyone else was, you know, brought back, given the same opportunity, and then we actually had we actually brought in a couple more. We brought in two from Iona, Steve and Nick, and then we have four five freshmen. And oh, then, wow. so we actually do have a decent amount of managers. Um, I was going to say, I saw your guys' picture in Taffy. Yeah. It looked like you had a nice 18, yeah, was, 19 people. Yeah, it was, it was hard to fit everyone. But, um, you know, it's different. One thing I'd say is different than last year is we kind of have um, office hours, kind of. So each, um, so for practice, we'll only have a certain amount of people. We won't have all 19 guys there yeah. based on, like, your class schedule. Um and like other other things that you know impede with you being there for the full practice so we usually have like 10 guys on practice we usually have two guys help with like the lifts with the strength coach uh, when we have individual workouts in the morning we'll have you know eight to nine guys there um so just based on your work schedule uh, or your school schedule i made like um like a, a whole schedule for everyone so everyone has it they know when to come in they know what times to do and um, so yeah, that's definitely different than last year because last year it was, it was kind of just like, um, you know, just be around whenever you can. And, um, there wasn't really like a strict, like you have to be here from here to here. It was more just like, um, yeah, like when you're not in class, like come to practice, come to, someone has to work out, just stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah it's just a little different. Hey, well, it starts at the bottom level, right? Having managers that are invested, that really, it changes the program, honestly. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Especially, you know, you never know when, you know, you have have a couple bad games in a row and then having a good manager core really, really changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I got to ask you, Aiden, how are those, uh, how are those workouts, the individual workouts? Because those are like legendary, the player development ones. Are they? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, it's a workout for us too, because we're really involved. We don't just stand there and rebound and count. Um, the different drills coach has us doing is, uh, there's a drill called three, two ones where, you're you each are assigned to a player you have to pass them the ball you have to close out you have to make them drive middle just like stuff like that like it turns into a workout for you as well um they have us like split up a little bit so like we have four baskets in Tafner, so we'll have like one guy each and they'll each do the same thing just so it like moves faster um so it's definitely i've definitely learned a lot personally i know the other managers have as well but just like the uh the specifics like the footwork the the techniques, the way you come off the screens, just the way you angle the screens, just like I could go on and on, like the things that I've never even noticed. Like it just like it's just eye opening, honestly. Like yeah, I just I've learned a lot. Would you say I know you said the biggest difference is that you guys have more like you know hours rather than just like come and be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other bigger different? Are there any other big differences in like uh, kind of like on the on the coaching side on the more everyday kind of stuff? that you noticed like you know very apparently um one thing i'd say is i know uh so we have five assistant coaches i believe like i'm pretty sure it's five and each one is assigned a manager so 
Coach Massiello has one. Coach Johns has one. Coach Talik has one. Coach Van has one. And uh, uh, Coach Walsh has one. And um, they have, you know, each man. I'm with Coach Massiello. I'm grateful that he you know, trusts me. So he's had me do um, a bunch of things for him. And I know the other managers have had some tasks. So I said that's a little different when it comes to, like, um, just a little more, like, structure. Like, if they need something done, like, they know who to go to rather than it's kind of up in there, like, who can help me with this? And it's good that we have that relationship where, um, like, yeah, like I said, like, they can trust us and they know it'll get done. And, like, just that sort of, uh, like, relationship I feel like is really good. And I think it's a little different from last year. Not necessarily, like, the um, the work we're given with the coaches, but I just say this more this year it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just um, – you know, they expect more from us and it's more professional. And like, like they say every day, like, you know, we're here to win national championships. We're here to be, you know, top 10, top five in the nation. And that goes from coaches to GAs, to players, to managers. Um, so it's just the expectations are higher. And um, like last year's coaching staff, the last two years, like I got to know them super well. Like I could, I could go in there anytime and just talk about anything if I wanted to. And now it's more more professional and not not that that's a bad thing but it's just less a little less personable but they still make time to get to know you the new staff um like i've gotten to know the new staff a lot um, really well all of them so that's yeah it's very interesting I, I like i think i like it that like you know each individual coach has a kind of their own yeah. manager to go do and then obviously you guys have other managers that you can count on and call mm -hmm. up if you need extra help and everything yeah. like that definitely yeah, I mean, it's definitely – it seems like Patino's running it more like a Fortune 500 company, and Anderson was kind of more of a mom-and-pop shop kind of feel. And both are good at certain points, but you can really tell the difference from uh, how you're explaining that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree, because both have their positives, and both also do have their negatives. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I've, I've been grateful enough to be in both positions, and I've, I'm making great relationships in both positions, so – um, I don't know, you know, it's too early to say which one I like better because I like I've enjoyed being in both um, so far. So, yeah. It sounds like two very different styles of. Uh... Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's different, but um, I wouldn't say different. Yeah. In bad way. Different is not bad. Different yeah. is, hey, we, we, we could use a lot of different in St. Yeah. John's. Because <laughs> you take these experiences and you say, for example, you say it's like a, a mom and pop compared to a fortune 500 and say you go somewhere and you have the opportunity to build like your own culture. I can take aspects from how coach Anderson treated people and treat, you know, how like personable was there. And I can also take aspects from coach Patino and the rest of the coaches and I can blend it and, you know, I can make my own. And it's just right. about like <clears throat> having these, having the opportunity to have these different styles and like these, like these different relationships. So I, I'm yeah. definitely like grateful that I've gotten the opportunity to be in both positions. It certainly gives you a full, like well-bodied being exposed yeah. to two very different, both very historic coaches. Mm -hmm. For sure. Aiden, so you talked about before Van Macon and your relationship with him as kind of like good bridge when the new staff was coming in was, how did that, I'm sure that also like throughout the program because uh, he was one of the main holdovers coaching wise. How, how was that? How did that affect the, the morale and the team? Um, and it kind of bridged the gap between the two coaching. You're saying from like a manager point of view. Yeah. Or... From a manager, from just the team in general, just the, the whole yeah. um, operation kind of. Well, I don't know if I can speak about the, like from the player's point sure. of view, because like from my point of view, like, you know, Van and was super close, super close with Joel Andresa. So I get you could say like he kind of helped bridge the gap there, but I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah, of course. But from a manager point of view, I'll, I'll never forget this. Van Coach Van came into us. He said like, "You guys get better be ready to work because like this is going to be the most work you'll ever have in your life." And I'll never forget him saying that because it was like right when Coach got hired, and I didn't really know what to expect. So when he said that, I kind of just just kind of thought about it a lot and. And I didn't, you know, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it'll be a lot of work. But, you know, in the season, it was a lot of work last year. But it is, it's a lot of work. So, you know, now I know, and now I understand where he's coming from. 
And, you know, like he is super, still super, like, like I said before, how he was under coach Anderson and you could always talk to him. And now he's under coach Patino. Like that's the good mix. Cause I can always talk to coach Van if I wanted to. And I always joke with him and we have that good relationship. And at the same time, when he needs me to do something like, um, it's, it's more serious and you have to like, kind of like, like forget about the friendship side for a second and look at him as like a coach instead of a friend and, you know, get the task done. So that's what I like I'm saying before it was, it's a good mix to have. And he's definitely like, I'm very appreciative that he's able to stay around and um, we can you know keep working together. Yeah, absolutely. So just going off of that, you said when he said like, you know, you're going to be working more now than you ever have. Have you felt more pressure now that like, you know, a lot of eyes on you. Rick Pitino is in town. The media is buzzing. Everybody's everybody's looking at St. John's. Have you guys felt that on the manager side? And do you um, see that a little bit on the team side too? Or I guess really from Soriano the most because he's only been – he's the best comparable for you. Has he kind of seen more like that and also the managers? Um, pressure? Um, I don't know if pressure – I don't know if there's really pressures are where I'd say like the expectations are definitely higher when it comes to managers, when it comes to players, like the day in, day out expectations, like you have to be not perfect, but like you have to, you can never have like an off day, whether it's, right. you know, we help <clears throat> with the meals every day when they're like, we're expected to you know set them up, take them down. We're expected to, you know, go in, help with the workouts, help with practice, set it up, break it down. You know, any other task they need us to do, like we're expected to do those and do those in a timely manner and not mess it up. And that that was kind of drilled into us um, the first day right away. Like, these are the expectations for you guys. And, you know, this is where we're trying to take the program. And they know it starts with us. And they know, like, for them, for the team to be, you know, ranked nationally, that means that we have to be one of the best manager groups. And we all know that. And we all you know kind of take pride in being managers for Coach Patino and also like all the entire coaching staff because Coach Patino is obviously like Hall of Famer, but all these other coaches are decorated in their own way and, you know, have a history and um, yeah. are all very respected in the basketball world in their own way. So we, we all take like the more like pride and like we, we like that, um, you know, we're not just expected to just come in and like sit around and, you know, kind of be used when they feel like it, like, we help with a lot of things that I don't even know if a lot of men, like we do a lot of work that I don't even know if like a normal manager does. And yeah. for me yeah. personally, and I know a lot of other managers, like we like having a lot of tasks because we feel involved and we feel like we're helping the team every single day. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more when you're involved every day in it, when you're in the trenches and it all, yeah. you're definitely much more, you know, in the team, you're with the family, with the family, you know what I mean? You're all a part of it. We're rather, yeah. Maybe when you're just on the side, it's just like, oh, we're just an accessory, you know, just yeah. here for whatever. Yeah, for sure. How was it? Were you there over the summer? I know there's usually two summer sessions. So if since you were over there, um, how was it like gelling with the new team with, you know, adding 13 plus new guys onto the roster? How was it all in the summer and never like how was it making connections yeah. with everybody? Um, See, so yeah, I was there the whole summer. Um, that's but that's brutal, by the way. Oh, yeah. Cheers to you. Yeah. Genuinely, the worst part of this job is moving the players in in the summer. Oh, yeah. Because it's hot as hell. Two, because you move them into their the uh, houses for two months, then you have to move them out again. Yeah. It takes a couple of days. You have to drive the vans. You have to move everything in. It's just a, it's just a big pain. Um, so that's genuinely the worst part of the job that I've ever, like, seen. I would agree. Seen you actually, had, you actually had a unique experience where you moved Quinn in. And then Quinn out. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? How oh, was it just connecting with everybody in the summer? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was cool. Like, I feel like right away, like the, all the, all the guys, all the new guys, they're like literally like the nicest guys ever, like really personable. None of them had like, regardless of where they came from, regardless of like what stats they had at other schools, like they weren't like Hollywood or thought they were better than us just cause like we're managers. They didn't, they've never tried to like use us. They've always, That's great. you know, always asked about like, Oh, like, how you doing? Like, what's up? Like what's going on? Stuff like that. Like everything that I've, everything that I've like done for them, all the favors that I've done, all the 
times I rebounded, like I'm helping them like as a friend, not just like, cause I have to, cause it's my job. And mm. I feel like in the summer, um, it was really cool to just like, cause we brought in fifth years and we brought in freshmen and I still like, cause I have younger siblings. So like, and seeing them grow up and seeing them, they're seniors and juniors in, co- in mm. high school and like bringing freshmen in, like, I still feel like I just like, am a sophomore freshman. So like, the fact that I'm four years older than these guys, but like, it really doesn't like Sim and Brady, like are two of the clo- guys I'm closest with on the team. Like there's, they're super cool. Like, um, so we just kind of clicked right away. Like they're just, just like us, like they're college freshmen, like just like we were one yeah. time. And that's kind of just like the mindset that I had. Like, these guys are in, um, a new um they're coming to a new school new experience they don't know anything so you know um i should be happy that they're kind of coming to me for help they don't know where a building is if they don't know where this or that is or if they need um directions to some place or just anything like just the little things that kind of helps uh just like build your reputa- reputation at first with them and they kind of know like oh like, he's reliable like he's also like the guy just stuff like that like it just like took off right away so like all the guys i'm super close with we all have uh, unique relationship like we all mess around like I mess around with all of them and we're super tight so it's definitely it makes the job like so much easier because you don't think of it as like chores or like things that you have to do is the kind of things like you want to do or like you're looking to help them in any way you can and yeah yeah like you like even going back on like you know you feel like you're a part of it you yeah. feel like you're making a real change to the team when you're yeah. You know, rather than just being the guy who come rebounding from, you're helping them with the workouts and doing yeah. all that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like I said, like it is a lot of work, but at the same time, you don't. I don't like view it as a lot of work, unless I like think about all the things that I've done in, throughout the day. Like it just kind of goes by, and I just you know, I don't like it. Doesn't like pile up and it's like oh like I got to do this and that just because I have to, just because like you know what I mean. Um, yeah. so yeah it's definitely it makes it more enjoyable so who would you say i know you you mentioned uh simeon wilcher and uh and bray who would you say you're the closest with is it one of them two or is it somebody else um this is tough because like like i said like i oh because like i'm i'm super cool with all the guys like i we have our unique relationships but i I'd, I'd probably say i'm closest with i mean obviously joelle i've known for three years Teresa i've known for three years right um sim brady rj i'm super close with um naheem i'm close with um but i probably i'd just say because um side note so we the managers we have like we're in the intramural league and oh yeah sim is our that's on the question list yep that's um, on the question list <laughs> oh, i love talking about it so yeah, um, Co- coach sim and brady um always comes to games always asks like just you know like always asks how we're doing stuff like that like Brady one time FaceTimed me. He's like, yo, like I got this sick new like PC monitor. Like you got to come over and check it out. Just like, just like the little things like that, like just builds a friendship. Like, so I'd probably say those group of guys I'm the closest with, but it doesn't mean I'm not, you know, super close to all the other guys. Cause every time I see them, like, it's just like, we just start joking around and stuff. And I know like I can talk to them about anything outside of basketball and, you know, they know they can come to me if, you know, they just want to talk about anything. So I'm definitely, grateful that we have a team full of great guys and I know coach Patino made that like an emphasis when he was recruiting like that was the most important thing like they were good guys they came from a good home stuff like that they're you know they treat people well and you know you see it you see it every day like how they treat everyone whether it's us whether it's the staff whether it's the training staff whether you know anyone you know what I mean um yeah so yeah yeah it's the little things that really make a championship team yeah and Rick Patino knows what he's doing so (laughs) yeah I think so so let's let's go back to the uh, the managers and your real team. Now you won your first playoff game. I saw. We did. We did. So how are you guys feeling? Who you who you got to play? What seat oh, are you? So okay. How's so, the coach? Are we having any change ups? We have an assistant coaches coming in the rest of the playoffs. Okay, so deep. we had our uh, our first game of the season was uh, Coach Talik was our coach. Okay. And um, that game actually ended in a tie, not because we tied with them. There was like a little. Um, you know, disagreement between the two teams. <laughs> and there's just like, you know, a little scuffle basketball happened, you know, it happened in basketball. And the uh the rec league really wasn't having it. So um they gave us both a tie. So we had the regular season's only four games. So we were three and oh. 
Um, we won every game by like mercy rule by 40, 40 and 25. Oh, wow. Um, so coach, coach Sim took over in the second game and, you know, we never looked back, you know, he has us, <laughs> he has us running up and down, has us doing some plays. So, you know, it's cool that like, he's, you know, he's involved. He makes time out of his day just to like come and, you know, he's into it as much as we are. Like he's screaming on the sidelines. That's um, awesome. And our first game yesterday, we, um, we played a really good team. We're the sixth seed just because we only had three games on our record. Right. And even though our point differential was high, like other teams had four wins. Um, so we played the uh, defending champs in the first round and we beat them. It was by like 18 or something. There you go. So we had a, we had a good game. It was, it was exciting. And our next game is tomorrow night and uh, 945. Okay. You go and manage your lives again? Oh, of course. Every time have to All have right. to make sure. Um, but it's just yeah it's exciting because last year i'm not gonna lie we were like the worst team in the league we won like <laughs> oh and four the first in winter season and then like one and three in the spring so like um yeah we brought in like the new managers that came over they just like happened to be like insane at basketball so i'm not gonna lie that's like the main reason i um, love that yeah so like it's, it's just super fun because you know we we play like when we have our downtime sometimes but like the fact that we can have like our own league and like we're actually like pretty good it's just like you know fun like the players are all involved in it like yeah so it's just like a really cool experience so um we're having fun with it and for anybody oh. anybody and not listening to, uh, who didn't go to st john's listen to the pod the intramural league that st john's are are very serious we're, they are very intense they are very, very intense people like he said they got in a disagreement in the first game that happened happens a lot yeah. and <laughs> There's a lot of yelling and everything the funny thing is like all the coaches are they like they see our posts on like twitter and like they're always asking like like coach Shalik, like he couldn't coach after the first game anymore we always he's always like hyping us up like oh you got to get the win for me tonight like you got to be like you got to win it all like so it's cool like that everyone on the on our side is like you know rooting for us and like kind of hyping us up so it's cool you're getting some good practice in for the manager games right oh yeah we have our first one against uh, west virginia on thursday oh yeah okay yeah. okay so looking forward to that is that gonna be on uh live too of course it is gotta put everything on live man mm -hmm. we used to, we always used to play against iona every year at the beginning of the season oh, before okay. because they're close because we could drive yeah. to them that was always like the starter of the season like yeah literally for like <laughs> Four, three or four years straight, we were like the first manager game every season, St. John's Island. It's funny. Yeah. Um, do you consider yourself uh the best player still? Or you think no, uh no, you've lost that role? No. Oh, I definitely <laughs> lost that role by far. Not even close. We have uh one of our freshman managers, Luke, is like he's really good. Um so he's just a walk on doing uh student manager roles. Yeah, you could say that. No, he, he's uh yeah, he's really good. We have um the, one of the Iona managers is really good. Um, so it, yeah, like all the, like I said, like all the guys we brought in just like just happen to also like they're great managers and they also just happen to be like great at basketball. So I'm definitely not the best. I'm you know I'm like probably like fourth or fifth I'd say, but wow. you know I play my role and I just want to win. So. You guys had a good you had a good year in the transfer portal return. Oh definitely, saying. we hit the recruiting trail <laughs> hard because last year you know anything helped so. Yeah, you just give uh, Brady a wig, and she's like, no, nah, it's not Brady Dunlap. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Another guy is 6'6". Six, six. Don't worry. Exactly. It's a smart idea. Yeah. All right, so um, just a couple more questions for you. So one, I guess we'll go. We'll just go back to the players a little bit. So which player would you say has been the most improved since they've been on campus? Mm. I mean, I probably just have to say – I mean, overall, I think everyone had to acclimate to how Coach Patino, like his expectations for everyone every day, um, like when it comes to like being in shape, when it comes to like doing the plays, know how to play his style of basketball, just everything. But I mean, I feel like it was the hardest just for the freshmen, Sim and Brady, just because the, the transition from high school basketball, where you're the best player on the team, to now the freshmen on, in college where, you know, you're the backup and, yeah. you know, you have to guard the best, like for our team, I guess, the best players. Um, they've done like a really good job of, you know, accepting their role right now and, you know, not never, never heard them complain about anything, whether it's playing time, whether it's, you know, the way they, they play, you know what I mean? Like they always have their head up. They always, yeah. they know, you know, they're just freshmen and 
um, their time is going to come and they're always ready, like no matter what. And it's never like affected the way they've treated us. They've never, you know, you know, treated us bad just because they had a bad game or because coach yelled at them in practice. Like they keep everything on the court. And then, like I said, they know um, that this is just the beginning. And like, they know that how legendary coach is and like, they, they trust him a lot, um, which I, I think is important to have at such like a young age because like I said, you go from the best player in your state right. to, you know, back up off the bench and you don't know when your name's going to be called. Um, so for those two, I feel like they've done a really good job of, you know, staying mature and like gaining maturity and, you know, it'll only help them. So yeah. Absolutely. I can't even imagine what that's like mentally going yeah, from. I, yeah you know, 20, 30 points in high school, double doubles, triple doubles, whatever, to just like maybe nine minutes a game. Yeah, it's, it's I, yeah, like you said, it's, I can't even imagine it. And they, it's like, you know, they, it's, it's as, it's as if they do play 30 minutes a game and have averaged 20 points. You know what I mean? Like that's the way they carry themselves. Hey, that, that separates the good teams from the great teams, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're that's definitely good. That's all good. in, like bought in, stuff like that. So it's definitely important. Yeah, it's good. And especially like you said, they're the future. You know what I mean? They're going to yeah. be around. They're going to be put their mark on this program as well. Uh, not right now, but or somewhat now, but definitely yeah. in the future for sure. Did uh, when Ledlam came, uh, so he visited, chose Tennessee, decommitted from Tennessee, and then comes back to St. John's. Uh, anyone busts his balls? Say, like, ah, you just wanted to visit Knoxville real quick. Um, so when he, funny story, so when. I was actually on vacation when he committed and I was in Italy. So it was like a crazy time difference. So like, I think I like, I was at dinner or something. I woke up and I saw the news and I just like started going crazy. Cause like, I didn't, for, first off, I didn't expect that to happen. Like I didn't know. Um, so it was definitely like just a great addition, not only on the court, but off the court. Chris is like one of the nicest guys ever. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard any of the jokes, but I'm sure he's, you know, heard the, you know, everything about you know switching stuff like that um yeah, but he's he's a joke he, so he, he takes it well yeah he saw the mountains and he's like no i need skyscrapers again yeah <laughs> yes he's yeah he uh he's a jokester himself so i know he can take jokes as well as give them out so. all right so i know we talked about it a little bit before we got on the pod but how was it going down to charleston i know it's a very different usually going to having to stay overnight and not really knowing who you're going to play the next game and just tell us about that experience. Yeah. Um, it was a, for me personally, it was a great experience. And I know all the managers, I'm sure that went with us say the same thing. Um, first off, it's a great place. Like Charleston's a great area. Uh, I've never been there before. So it was just great to go there, get some warm weather. Um, the games were awesome. The College of Charleston Arena is like super nice, like super, uh, I don't know if they renovated recently, but like super clean, super up to date practice gym arena like everything's super nice they got the uh the people that we dealt with that like helped us um were super nice super um like they helped us whenever we had to do laundry they were always like um like very easy to talk to and get a hold of it was funny because all the teams stayed in the same hotel so we always saw like houston guys dating at lsu you know every team um yeah. we saw some other managers so it was cool i also had um, family come down to uh to uh, see the game so i got That's to awesome. go to like downtown charleston have dinner with them a couple nights so it was good to kind of get away from like the work aspect of it uh, but to talk about the work aspect of it um they, you know honestly it wasn't um as much work as um like you like we talked about double trip because a lot of the times on double trips, um, you know, you're always moving. You have to always pack the bus fully and take everything off. But I'm thankful for us that we had rental cars. So what we did, oh, wow. which is, this is a great idea. I don't know whose idea it is, but our, our Dobo, Jeff Martin, like, if this is his idea, like, he's genius. Yeah. Um, but a couple hours before the game, maybe like two hours before the game, we'll pack up the rental car with the bags we need for the locker room, like the shoe, like the shoe bags, the Jersey bags, the, the hangers for the, so we'll take all of that. Two managers will drive to the arena, set the whole locker room up and all the myself and the other manager, Steve have to bring is like the stool bag and like the strength bag. So it's like four or five bags. So That's kind of split it up. Awesome. it's like genius idea. I wish I had it my first two. I wish, you know, obviously 
money is probably a little different. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so money's definitely a factor, but from that aspect, like super easy, super easy transition from games to uh, from hotel to the games, from games home, like seamless transition. Um, one of the uh, the uh, things that I had to do, um, I work closely with the the strength coach, and him and I kind of set out like a couple days before maybe even a week before like the meals for every single day and which ones I had to find and order and contact them and get everyone's order and that part's a little stressful because like you know you'll send the players the menus be like yeah I got you in a little bit and then they don't and then you have to text them so like that was yeah. a little stressful I'm not gonna lie but everything went smoothly no meals like didn't show up everything came everyone got their food so it was a big sigh of relief for me um and then yeah just going back to like the hotel and like the whole experience like i know like the four of us the managers like at night we'd always like hang out with each other and just like just chill and not really do anything because like there's a little downtime yeah. but also kind of going back to what i said before about like the staff um kind of giving us roles that will like just help the team as well i uh, just had to do a little like i know myself and another manager steve had to do like scouting for a couple teams like houston day and lsu north texas um, so just like that, so like takes a load off them and also like, you know, we could do, we're not doing anything, you know what I mean? So yeah. any way we can help, we're super willing to help. And, um, it was just cool to see like what they want to focus on when scouting a team, like what they're looking for, what like, uh, trends, like specific stats they're asking for. Um, so yeah, it was like awesome trip, you know, I'll, you know, it was unforgettable. Like we still, you know, talk about it sometimes. I have a, bunch yeah. of funny memories like so yeah it was it was super easy super fun i, I could tell you there's a we went i went we went down to a couple of, i went down to the bahamas when i was a manager we still talk about yeah. random things that happened down yeah. there and it's just like you laugh about it it's just like you'll never yeah, be there again it's just yeah. hysterical it's funny because like like you just said like these memories like you know you'll talk about them you know as long like you know forever pretty much so like and yeah. it's not just these trips it's like you know, sometimes just like the two day road trips or like the double trips, like I, I can tell like countless yeah. stories of just like funny things that have happened over the three years. Like, and it's just like, it's great because even like coming into this job, like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know like the friends I'd make, the memories I'd make. I thought it would kind of just be like work and like I wouldn't have any time to like relax and like make all these memories. So I didn't know what to expect. And it's been like, and like everything that last one even more. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree with a million. Everything you just said, it's, yeah. yeah. Being a manager is that's like a great uh. We should, we should clip that and send that to like manager yeah. games because that's yeah. like a promo for the managers right yeah. there. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, take the clip put on uh, the St. John managers uh, TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, we we have a. It's good because we have a close knit group of managers. Like going into so my sophomore year or no, my, going into my junior year, we had to hire a lot of managers because we had a couple graduate. And so we only had like four managers coming back. Oh, and wow. Every single manager we brought in last year is great. Like everyone has their own um, personality. Everyone brings their own set of skills to the table. Everyone has like their own niche. And, you know, every, there we have some film guys. We have you know, some encore guys, we have some stats guys, we have a couple people that focus on like the uh, nutrition and the lifts and the inventory. So we always make sure we have enough of this snack and this drink and, you know, this and make sure the bin gets brought down and make sure it gets brought up. And like, honestly, I'm not just for me, but like, I know everyone is just super grateful that they, they pull their own end of the, the string, I guess if that's the saying, I don't even know if that's the saying, but you know, they yeah. hold their weight, you know what I mean? No one's like, bringing everyone else down everyone kind of knows what their role is like we made that clear everyone knows what their role is everyone knows what's expected of them and um yeah i mean we um they know this like staff made it a, um like an emphasis point like you know you have to earn the right to travel like just because your your grade your grade doesn't really matter if you're going to travel and it's if you do the work it's if we trust you it's if you're reliable on these trips and everyone kind of took that to heart. So it's it's like a friendly competition of, oh, who's going to travel now? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. 
and yeah, like I, I emphasize the friendly because no one's like being like, oh, like I'm gonna go behind his back and do this because I think I'm gonna get a little head start on this. Like everyone works together, whether it's you know setting up the card for practice or helping rebound or like everyone does everything together. And like like I said before, like I did not expect to make this many friends being a manager, and like I'm just super grateful that we have like a great group of guys and girls that just like um yeah everyone's super like everyone's awesome like i love all of them. that's awesome it sounds like sounds like top to bottom i mean even down from the players to the managers everybody yeah. knows their role and is excelling yeah. at their role as best as they can yeah sure. it's really it's really what makes the team to makes a great team honestly yeah. yeah and i didn't i didn't know like going into the season because we now have uh eight, 18 19 managers and Honestly, I didn't know how it would work. I didn't know if my role would be diminished. I didn't know if everyone else would kind of have equal roles. But like I said, like everyone has, everyone's a star in their role. Like everyone knows just because they're not doing this doesn't mean, you know, we don't trust them with that. It's because you're great at this. So we want you to be great. We want you to continue to be great at that. And yeah, yeah like everyone, everyone understands that. No one ever complains about like, Oh, like, why am I not doing this? And why is he doing that? Or why is she, you know, she not doing that? It's everyone understands, like, you know, it's not, it's not like a knock on you. Um, yeah. It's not like something personal. Wow. Sounds like you guys are extraordinarily mature, honestly. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, obviously, honestly. you know, we're, we're immature a little bit, you know, we're still kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, on, on the things you're supposed to be immature about, you're immature. Yeah, but on, but on the yeah, things like, you're supposed to be. We know, we know when to separate, like, um, when it's time to like joke around or when it's time to like get serious and like act professional and like represent St. John's basketball because like I kind of we kind of had to tell him at first like you go, you don't just represent like your name like yourself anymore like anything okay. you do inside this facility outside this facility like comes back to St. John's basketball and it comes back to our reputation and with the entirely new coaching staff it's an entirely new reputation and all these relationships you have to build so it's important you get off on a good foot and a good start and it's important that you keep that and you don't do anything to kind of diminish you know st john's as a whole or even st john's basketball like or even yourself like yes yourself to a high standard and that's what you know um everyone's kind of told us the whole time yeah no that's that's, that's the most true thing in the world it's once you walk it's all eyes are on you you're just the manager you don't even you don't even know it and yeah like and you'll have like some people come up to be like, oh, like you're a manager, aren't you? Or like, right. they notice, but you don't even like, you don't know it. You're like, oh, like, yeah, I am. Like, I, and they just kind of know you as that. Yeah. Um, so that, up to you in class. Like, yeah. That's All cool. right. Well, you have anything else you want to say? Anything? Any closing uh, regards? No, I, I, just, I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on. I always love to just talk about like what I do. And like, because no, no, not a lot of people like understand like not only like what it takes to be manager, but like where it could take you and whether it's in basketball or whether, whether it's not in basketball, like you just get like life habits, whether it's time management, um, how to hold yourself professionally, like how to make connections, how to talk, you know, like to, you know, people that are kind of above you, like your bosses. Um, yeah. So I've definitely like learned not only like about more basketball, but like so many life goals that like I try to just tell people that are outside of basketball, just like teach them um just like what i've learned and yeah. um you know i'm super seasons early still but i'm super excited for like the rest of the season i know we have a great group of guys players staff managers and you know it's only up from here so i just want to give a quick shout out to all the managers i'm just gonna say their names absolutely so we got chrissy jeffrey nate marco steve jeremy aiden the other aiden mike ish is our camera guy Nick, Sean, AJ, Farvins, Matt A, Nick Riley, Matt T, Luke, Dan, and Wes. Like some of the greatest guys I've ever met, even like outside the facility. Like I know our relationships will last longer than, you know, this season. Like I know I'll always be able to go to them. They can, they know they'll always be able to come to me. So yeah, just awesome group of guys and I'm excited for the rest of the season. So yeah. All right. Does uh, Matt A look like uh, Matt A, the GM? Oh, he does not. Maybe <laughs> polar opposite. I was gonna say, Aiden, for a second, I thought you were talking about yourself in the third person. You're no, yeah. no, 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 that's no, hilarious. Shout out to me. 
All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on. And I agree with you that nobody realizes how much work goes in and how far it can get you. Everybody, if you listen to anybody, you listen to TNT at night or you listen to any basketball broadcast, college or anything, anybody who played will tell you how important managers are to the game and to the team and to everybody and how most of the time it wouldn't be the same without them. So it can definitely get you very far for sure. Especially at St. John's where we got a lot of connections. So yeah. All right, Aiden. Hopefully, we'll see you talk to you sometime later in the season. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Thanks, All right. Aiden. Thanks All for right, coming. Please. Have a good one. Thank you. We want to thank Aiden again for joining and being a friend of the pod. Uh, we appreciate his insight. And, you know, it's the student manager, as Nick can attest, the head student manager has a, uh, you know, a real on the team perspective. Uh, it's always interesting to hear from them and see how they believe things are going and how they uh, have experienced things, particularly, you know, at a time like this when a new staff has come on and there's been so much change. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's, it, well, so when I was there, we also had to change the staff. I was, I started under Lavin and then I changed to Mullen. So uh, it's always interesting to see, you know, what kind of goes on in the backside, not on the, in the background, not that we, we talked a little bit off the pot about it, but um and it's always just it's always fun to see you know to talk to it's nice to talk to Aiden again too because we got to know him a little bit last year said hi to him a couple times in some games and it felt more like a more like a a family pod you know one of us Nick's just (laughs) trying to relive the glory days of the managers I am I am am. (laughs) you watch out Aiden better watch out he's gonna start getting text messages from Nick asking if he could help out do laundry or something yeah, I'll get back. I'll go code some games for him. There you go. That's perfect. Uh, all right. So we do have another game coming up, just like as college basketball season does. Uh, this one, big matchup, Big 12, Big East matchup. We'll be playing at Morgantown, West Virginia. The Mountaineers coming in what has been a rough offseason. Uh, three and three so far this year. Uh, losses to Monmouth, not great. Good for the state of New Jersey, though. Shout out, Hawks. Uh, then two losses in, in the Fort Myer tip-off. They lost to SMU, and they lost to Virginia. I say turmoil in the offseason. For those of you who are unaware, Bob Huggins, no longer the coach of West Virginia University, uh, after some well, run-ins with the law. I oh, guess, he right? ran, ran across a whole state drunk. So <laughs> That'll do it. You know? That'll get you fired. That'll well, then he, but then he reels a resign and then take it back, and then they're like, "No, yeah. Bob." He, well, he, I yeah. think they, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, the ADL no take backs. Yeah, it's 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 so been, it's been a rough time. It's been a rough off season at Morgan for West Virginia. They yeah. they obviously new coach coming in, and that you know creates its own in this new era of constant transfers. It's you then, know creates then there was a, a Jose Perez uh, debacle. With his uh his education there and him leaving, so for those you don't know, this is a split heart game for Tim because Tim is a West Virginia fan through and through <laughs> until we yep. corrupted him into a St. John's fan and brought him into the fold. Now he can't go back. That's it. Yeah. it think it, about it was... think about how many more wins Tim would have if he just stuck with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they left the Big East and that the priority changed. Fair. Well, we we love to have you here, Tim. Uh. Big game for Quinn Selinski, former I, – I guess you could call him a St. John's Red Storm player. I mean, for a few minutes. He was technically on the team. Uh, he must not have went to classes because otherwise he wouldn't be able to have immediately – Yeah, he, di- he didn't start he, classes. He probably didn't. I think That's he moved crazy. in. Summer. But he moved Those in. Those of you who don't know, Quinn Selinski, former Iona player under Rick Pitino, transferred to St. John's this past uh, summer, moved in. Don't roomed with Joel Soriano, uh, for however long it was he was on campus, uh, until Chris Ledlam came into town and decided that he was going to be a Red Storm, St. John's Red Storm player. And Quinn Zielinski unfortunately got a friendly phone call from Rick Pitino saying, I think it's in your best interest to go somewhere else. Quinn Zielinski said, If I'm not going to play, I'm certainly going to. He took advantage of not taking classes that clearly. Uh, and moved on to West Virginia, where he leads the team. 16 points a game for him. Uh, so, you know, I, I I would say he's probably coming in with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. 
certainly going to try to stick it to his old coach, whether he likes Rick or not. Uh, I know if someone told me to, you know, hit the road jack after I had already transferred, uh, I'd be pretty pissed. Uh, he's a good three-point shooter, too. So we don't know if that's exactly how it happens. So far, fair. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you might have seen the writing on the wall. I think oh, it was, okay. So you you went and yeah. got a guy who plays the same position, or not the same position, but you got you got a guy. You filled another spot that you didn't have. Yeah, and I I was the last man standing. Like, you know. Well, I mean that's that's why the whole Ledlam uh, Quinn matchup is going to be the thing to spotlight the whole game. For sure. Two, two big men that shoot. It worked out for Quinn. He's playing fine. He's on the big stage. He's leading the team. Hey, he mu- yeah. He'd much rather be playing on a team and starting yeah. rather than being the ninth or eighth or even the sixth man off the bench. He'd much rather be a starter. That is true. And we, his we his first overseas contracts, uh, the value is going up each and every game right now. So, <laughs> Tim, really, really hitting hard. Huh? What do you think Adonis hey. is doing right now? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Tim's getting on fire right now. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think sometimes, it, listen, it, my guess is Rick did it in the most amicable way possible, right? Most of the time, people can read the writing on the wall. And I think good coaches go to players and say, listen, you know, I, I, I know it's unfortunate. I had a spot for you. I no longer do. And really do say in the best, it's in your best interest to go somewhere else because yeah. you will get playing time. Hey, you're a good player. You're gonna play. Rather yeah. Than play. yeah, you know, it, and and actually, I think it is a bit of a better job by the coach to do that than to simply stick them on the end of the the bench and just not play them. You know, you you burn a year of eligibility or you burn a you know whatever a transfer year. Yeah, um, no, it absolutely makes more sense for the get for a player to go go get playing time somewhere because then you can, you know, show your skills your skill set. Doesn't mean you're you sitting on the bench. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to drop thirty on us. Oh, on he, he more 100%. so wants to. He more so wants to. It could have been the nicest split in the world. Sure. He's yeah. got to show and be like, "This is what you missed." Right. 100%. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. Uh, Jesse Edwards, also a player to keep an eye on. He averages a double double: fifteen points, ten rebounds for the Mountaineers. Yeah. So those will be the two guys that we. And will he's be, from Syracuse. Uh, just another reason not to like him. More reason to put a, put an end to his yep. good streak of double doubles. So yeah. this is, I think, maybe not the first time, but first time in a while, at least. I say that knowing last year, you know, obviously Kansas was the Big 12 matchup. Uh, I think that, you know, we've got a real shot at coming away with the Big 12 victory here, which, you know, his, over the past few years has been the second best basketball conference. In college basketball, probably, I mean, probably, probably the best. Probably the best. I mean, we're biased to the Big East, but the Big Twelve has been has been very, very good. Kind of undeniably the best conference. I would say we're it's a hard. nice firm second. I would say we're second. I don't disagree, but you gotta. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta give credit when credits due. Yeah, I think it's. it's you gotta hard. be realistic in certain in certain aspects. I would say. So we, we didn't come away matter. with a Big Ten victory, but we hopefully will come away. Yeah, Big Ten, not as good as the Big East, by the way. Definitely but not. That's we will uh, hopefully come away with a Big 12 victory, which would be nice. Pad the old non-conference. I think, uh, personally, I think going forward, we really should not lose another game in the non-conference. We, should, uh, we really shouldn't. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. I mean, this is the biggest test, and this is even though it's a road game, it's a game we should win. West Virginia that's is correct. during – they're still finding themselves, and they don't, they're you know find their identity under a new coach. So, there's a game we got to win, and then yeah, the rest of the way there's no other game we should lose. Yeah, I mean, Sacred Sacred Heart, Boston College, Fordham, Hofstra, Hofstra. They're all like local. We should beat all those teams. Yeah, just in reality. I mean, there's not we're a, better than not all. saying we not saying we necessarily will. I mean, I think we will. I hope we will, but not we guaranteeing should. anything. But we should. We should be going. We should be eight two going into the or yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, because we have we play Xavier. No, we, we play Xavier, Xavier in, the in the middle. Middle. Very strange. Anyway, West Virginia game is Friday at seven p.m. on ESPN two. Again, that game in Morgantown, so we won't be able to sell out Carnesecca this week. Uh, but don't worry, we'll get our chance again next week when should, Sacred Heart comes to town. Should we burn a couch when we win? I, Tim, that's a West Virginia thing. I know that's like old <laughs> old habits die hard. We don't really burn couches here. Uh, there's too many people around. You can't do that. There's too like, many. 
it uh, creates a lot of problems. Computer chair? Thing. Well, maybe. There's a little, at least <laughs> more, I can more roll. Doable. Oh. More doable. It's more doable. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, that'll do it for this episode. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing.